and welcome to The Donfather, a family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. And same result, different season. Or should I say same season, different result? No, it's... new season, same result. Same crapola being served up. Oh my Lord Jesus. What a day. Can I, um, let's say hi to Maddie first. Matthew, who's here? We've got Matthew and? We've got Laura. I was actually going to request for the um, Guess Who's Back um, M&M and then I forgot that Maddie did World's Greatest Shave and is blonde and now I um I can't request that because he'll think it's for him. But He, he actually looks like M&M. He actually does. Mm. Call me Marshall Mathers. Please. Marshall Mathers. Marshall Mathers. Well, Laura, it's been a while since you've been on here. What's What have you been up to? Just working away, trying to rebuild my business after a tumultuous 2021. Um, it's pretty much it. Just, um, yeah, recruiting staff and working hard. Mm, Very so nothing, boring. Nothing Essendon related at all. How boring. Nothing Essendon related at all. Just been waiting and waiting for this new season to start. And how disappointing. Like, we were so excited yesterday. We just, in the off-season, got our MCC memberships. We were on, ready for a big day, using our card for the first time, getting into the um, MCC. And then how that rapidly did... That was the highlight did... of the day. The highlight of the day was scanning my card, getting a burger from Royal Stacks, and going to the members section down the bottom. That was the highlight. How quickly did um, the day descend into just... Oh, it was devastating. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how quickly it descended. It took uh, 11 minutes into the first quarter before we knew for certain the game was done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And even like a very un- Don Father thing to do because even in 2016 when our team was decimated and we were getting smashed every single week, not once did we even consider leaving before the end of the game. But three-quarter time rolled around and someone did mention, should we just leave now? We we should have left at quarter time. Um, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later on. But um, Maddie, we didn't have a great start to the weekend on Friday night, did we? Oh, I, I thought it was okay. I mean, uh, if you're referring to the Batman, I, I'm. I, I've thought about it. Uh, I'm, I was. I was a fan of it. It's different. It's. It's not. Uh, if you're going, you, you can't compare it to a Dark Knight or or, or anything you you would have seen from the Justice League. Uh, sort of that that you know the Ben Affleck, um, Batman. But it's it's different. I actually I actually liked it. It was a little bit different. I uh... um, so. Anyway. I thought that was one of the most boring films I've ever watched. That that plot moved at the same pace as our ball movement in 2020 when we would grab it, chip it sideways, chip it backwards, chip it sideways, turn it over. How was Robert That's, Pattinson as Batman, though? Uh, fine. You right know? or no? I mean, as Batman, he, he was as Batman as you would expect. Didn't see much of Bruce Wayne. 
but maybe we should give a spoiler alert at the start of this episode. But yeah, my my weekend, I watched that three-hour monstrosity and it just went downhill from there, didn't it? Mm. Well, mine didn't go downhill because I didn't come to the movie, but it, yeah, Saturday was pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. So why don't we jump straight into it then? Let's uh, let's. Well, hang on, wait. I've got a question for Maddie. Did, oh, okay, um, go for did it. Did Ivanhoe have a win at least? Uh we apparently we did. Um, what do you mean? Apparently we did. Well, did you not play? It a, no, it was a practice match. Um, and we think maybe this apparently the scores weren't kept properly. So, um, thanks for revealing to everyone uh, where I play and where to find me. Um, oh, you're very exactly, welcome. Exactly what I wanted. You'll um, find the guy that looks like Eminem. That's get around uh, um, him. Maddie get from the Dogfather. Matthew, nobody listens to this podcast. No it's one knows so who you are. You just don't know who's out there, mate. So just just trying to conceal uh, an alias oh, on the internet, and uh, it's just been revealed. So can, can you please edit um, that out then? I will not edit that out. Um, I'm, I have to. Uh, I may have to leave the country. Amazing um, things could come from that reveal, and if they do, you are very welcome. Well, thank you. Um, in advance, but uh, no, let's uh, look. We've been we've been wishy washing around this start of the episode. Let's get down and dirty into into it. Get get the grit out of the way, and let's uh, you know, let's let's stop uh, mucking around. Just like the bombers probably did yesterday. Well, we just don't want to be all doom and gloom. We've got to have some chat, you know. What are you talking? The episode is not even. There's not been a sprinkle of sunshine for five <laughs> minutes. So let's let's just let's get into it. Let's, right, let's, let's. let's confront the darkness and let's let's give the people what they're here for. All right, let's uh, take a break. And when we come back, we'll dissect the Geelong training session. I tear my heart open. I sew myself shut. My weakness is that I can't do much. And my scars remind me that the past is real. I tear my heart open. And we're back. So, a mentor of mine, a man by the name of Winston Marsh, once said to me, proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance. On that adage, we did not have any sort of preparation, let alone proper preparation. That was the most despicable opening to a season I have seen in my entire life of watching the Essendon Football Club. Argue against me. Tell me why I'm wrong. And I will tell... Look, as as, uh, Laura pointed out before, I didn't have the uh, pleasure of watching the the full game and I I wasn't going to go back and watch it uh, after seeing the scoreline. I thought, no way. But I I was interested in coming on today and hearing what you had to say, um, perhaps for people uh, who didn't take as much note. But... I, I, my immediate thoughts are where we're look. It, I can't remember a worse start to a season in in recent memory. I, I, and to in fairness, I don't remember much past round one of last year. Because um, it was a well, Geelong apparently um, kicked their biggest score in four years against us yesterday. Well, there you go. But I, I think it was. I, I'm I'm really. It's a bad day. Bad day at the office. I, the, the, there is so much panic and. Oh, we're your season over and blah, blah, blah. Let's all just relax. We came out and we had a bad day at the office. You're telling me you don't go to your day job and just have a bad day. Never. You know, never, ever. Never. We just have had a bad, bad day. It's there, not there that. Is... Like, it, 
it was a bad day at the office, that is for sure. But the thing is, like, you've just come off the off season, right? You should be on. Like, I'm not having bad days when I've just been on holidays. You know, like, you want to be, you, you're going to be fresh. You're going to be up and about. I would can argue that it actually takes you a week after your holiday to get back in the swing of things. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to um, go against you on that point. But no, I, look, I just think it, there is not a sign of a- anything that has come out of the club to say, like, we, we're on the wrong track. Or anything we saw last year, we go, no, we're on the wrong track. We came out, we had some expectation. Uh, we have fallen well below that expectation yesterday. Um, but perhaps, you know, they, 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 I'm not going to say they're over-prepared. It, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but I'm sure there may be a few things structurally we've, we've practiced over um, the preseason, obviously, in the way we wanted to defend or a way we wanted to attack, etc. And then you go out against a real opponent and you go, far out, that doesn't work. It, it, it happens. Like, um, And I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh, the people within the four walls, the players, staff, coaching, etc., uh, will do the work necessary in this next seven days or however long the break is, and we'll see a, a much improved style of football uh, this week against the Lions. I, I'm, I'm going very early on that, and I'm very faithful. So in 2004, we lost to Port Adelaide 23-20-158 to 8-14-62. And we still played finals that year and won one, so... That is the only other performance in my lifetime of watching football that was worse than this one that we just played. Yep, and 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 I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Uh, it was bad yesterday, but I, I don't. I'm not losing faith. I think it was just a bad day at the office. Perhaps we had intended to play our game a certain way. Uh, and, and look to execute that. And a good side came in and said, pardon me, they just said, uh, it's, it's, you know, we're going to flog you if you play this way. So, we're, we're, and that's and that's footy, like that's that's sport. Like you, you, you're you prepared to play, you think you're going to do the right thing and sometimes it just come out and it goes, no, you've, you've, you've done too much or, you you know, here's where your holes are. So, let's, no, I'm, let's, not, I'm not worried. Let's talk about... Wait, before we talk about all the specifics, like, Maddie, I wouldn't say that I'm losing faith. It's just... I've lost it. I'm out. I'm off. It's just, like, disappointing (laughs) when it really looked like that they were slow and they were just... It it kind of looked like a real lack of effort yesterday. And when it's the first round of the season, you just want to see a little bit more grunt and a little bit more fight and get up and go. Yeah, I I actually think... When when you're chasing tail all day, you look unfit and you look like you're not you're not giving a, a rat's ass. They look like that um, from the first bounce. Actually. Do you know also when you look unfit and when you don't give a rat's ass? When you are unfit and don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I just don't think that's the case because what I mean you, you cannot. I'm not going to say you can't be an elite professional athlete, but I, I do not get the sense from anyone within that club that there are players running around for us that don't give a rat's ass. Uh, and I dare say uh, if, if they were fit enough last year, why they wouldn't be fit enough this year. I can name maybe. 21 from yesterday. It, it, I, I th- like I said, I think structurally when you just get flogged, 
you look like shit and you, and you look unfit and you look, you know, careless. Uh, and it's just because of the fact that you're getting outplayed. Simple as that happens. And, and, oh. and it happened yesterday. And I'd rather get found out now than in round 20. I, if I'm honest, I'd rather win the first 19 and get found out in round 20. Okay, and then you waltz in the finals and we haven't solved the problem we've been trying to solve for the last 20 years. Well, that's true. That's true. But at least we've got some 19 rounds of bliss. Whereas now we don't have one round of bliss. We're in doom and gloom from the beginning. Do you know what? I was talking yesterday with someone about, like, remember the days, Maddie, I don't think you do because you were two years old, but remember in the year 2000 when it almost was boring to go to the footy because you know that they would just flog every team? Oh. I wish I didn't take that for granted now. Yeah, because we've been on the receiving end for 20 years. Yeah. But, but let's let's talk about where this game was lost. And I remember turning to Laura about 10 minutes into the first quarter and I said, this is ominous. We Do you remember that, Laura? Mm-hmm. We are I going do. to get flogged. And I'll read it to you. Clearances, total clearances, 51 to 27. Center clearances, 20 to 8. Stoppage Whoa. clearances, 31 to 19. We did not, we had no appetite for the contest at all. We had no appetite for winning the clearance. And when it wasn't going our way, we didn't even have the nous to just kill the ball and just create stoppage after stoppage after stoppage to slow them down. We had no answers for them yesterday. And when we've been talking all pre-season about how deep and how good our midfield is, if no one can get their hands on the footy, then it doesn't matter how good your outside runners are because they're not getting the ball. Mm, no, I 100% agree. And it goes back to my point. I think it's a structural issue. I think there are... Yeah, there, there, there are structures or, or changes to structures that need to be made uh, that weren't made. Yeah, uh, I think I think the set about set up, I agree with you, structurally was poor because no one from our team was standing within two metres of anyone from Geelong and all they would do is grab the ball and waltz out of there. We, I don't know why we continued to set up the way we did around the centre bounds when it didn't work once all day. Yeah, and, and I think that feeds exactly into my point is that, you know, over the off-season, they would have prepared to play, like, you know, centre square bounce, for example, they would have practice certain plays and, and, and certain, uh, you know, ways of guarding space and et cetera. Um, and they come in against an actual opponent and you just go, it doesn't work. Like, or, or, or it just got found out. Or, um, hey, it works, you know, this time, but there are times when we've just got to go back to a more uh, traditional setup of a man-to-man or something like that. And, and it, it, I mean, that, yeah, feeds exactly into what I'm saying that um, we got, you know, we, we, we structurally we, we thought we had things in place um oh, that's what i'm saying and, and it, it just got found out and beaten by a a, a, a good side like and and you know I, th- I think there's a lot of learning to take out of that and i think there will be a lot of learning i think there will be a lot of change that we see in development um I th- yeah well i think yeah everything is saying feeds exactly into what uh the point i was making so you're just so making me look good here thank you <laughs> so let's jump into some specific likes and dislikes who wants to start off with one? Well, I, I feel like there's literally one like and we're all going to have the same one. Martinez. Yeah, shall we talk about Nick Martin with his five goals on debut? Oh, he 
was delightful. Where is... Where, let me bring up his stats. Nicholas Martin, there you are. I just uh, do not understand how a guy... And the same with uh, Jack Hayes there at St Kilda. How yeah. does a guy... Like, Jack obviously came out and he's probably saying... In, uh, definitely in St Kilda's best, if not their best player for the night. Um, how the hell does a guy like that who can come out and kick 20... Uh, have 27 and kick 5... Not get picked up through the draft. Like, I don't know. You well, t- I'm glad because he's on our list now. Well, well yeah, so am I. But well, how I don't does think that? you Surely can. How, how can you judge from one game? And like we did not have a lot going on. Just well, but well that's, that's what makes thing. it better. That's what makes it even better. It wasn't like a mm. game where we won by seventy points, where anyone can get a kick. He he got five goals and twenty seven possessions when we were getting absolutely slaughtered. When Sheil Merritt. McGrath and Parrish between them had three clearances. Mm. And this kid bobs up for 27 and five goals. I, I didn't I didn't feel like they really, especially towards the end when he's like at goal number four, goal number five, like no one was even getting around him, which was a little bit disappointing. Like I know they were getting absolutely smashed, but he was, you know, he was having a blinder in his first game and it would have been nice to see them kind of celebrate him a little bit more. Well, they got around him for the first one. Yeah. Um, and I think that's enough. When you when you're getting slammed, I don't think you need to celebrate your goals. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm indifferent to it. Um, yeah, I, I think it it is hard to go uh, get really up and about when you're getting flogged, despite the fact yeah someone's um, tearing the game apart in the in the in their first game. So, but mm. um, my I was just going to add to your previous point, Laura. Just the fact that a guy that can have 27 and kick five at AFL level doesn't mm. get drafted is beyond mm. me. Like, yeah, anyway. Yeah, just I digress. nuts. But, uh, just nuts. No, certainly, I think, I think he'd be the, the like across the board, I, I would have mm. thought. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, I'll give you a dislike. We've spoken about clearances. I'll give you a dislike. Sean Murphy. Here we go. Oh, here, here we go. go. Here we go. Langford, hamstring in the first five minutes. Stringer, not ready for the season. Francis will will give him a pass. A little bit more. I was thinking about this yesterday on Stringer. Not match fit. Mm, Maybe like he hasn't been applying himself in the last few weeks. Like maybe that's a Stringer thing. You think it's a a a staffing thing, fitness staff? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a rehab thing. Um, Soft tissue injury. Who else did we not have in the team? Oh, well, Harrison Jones, ankle injury, that's fair. Uh, Francis, knee injury. Snelling? Snelling, calf. How are you doing a calf in preseason? Like, just not on. Where where are Waterman and um, Sammy Durham? As if we what, couldn't have used Sam Durham's tackling pressure yesterday. What's the word on the street about those two? No idea. I'm assuming they're, they've had niggles and they're not fit. Probably soft tissue. Hmm. I, I just think they weren't, weren't selected, but... Uh... I'd have to disagree with you there. They're, um, you, you're going to get soft tissue. Like, you know, we're not running on our hands. We, <laughs> these, these are guys that are redlining, pushing themselves to the limit. Um, yeah. with, with with Stringer, it's more a case of you know, the, the time in which he did uh, his, he had, or, you know, injured himself. Um, it, it's okay. We could rush him back to, if he's not, mat- it just means he just needs more match simulation and, and more time playing the that, game that a big, big chunks of time. That, that, that's all I think it is. I, I actually think it was probably a smart move because uh, if he was actually fit enough 
to get through the game. Uh, what problem are you running into in two or three weeks' time uh, when uh, you know he does pull up with a, you know, the groin or a hamstring or calf? That's poor management. You'd be blowing up at him then. So, well, we just, we just lost you for a second. So you were saying if he was fit enough to? Oh, sorry, you lost me. Yeah. Uh, if if he was if he was fit enough to get through the game. Right? And, and and when I mean get through, I mean you know stumble, you know get through, get through the game. But it wouldn't be an ideal scenario. Uh, in two or three weeks' time, you know that that groin or hamstring is is something's going to flare up again, and you'd be having a crack at them for poor uh, management. So he's actually done the right thing. I would have. No, thought. I'm not and, saying and... that we should have played him. I'm I'm saying that he should have been fit to start the season. Well, no, yeah. but what Matthew's saying is it depends on when his injury or when his issue came up. Like, I don't really have a big issue about Stringer not playing and not being ready, but I do have a big issue about a soft tissue injury within the first five minutes of the first quarter of the first game. Like, if you are ready to play and be selected, a soft tissue injury at that point when you're not fatigued and you're, um, like, you should be, if you're selected and you're fit, you should be pretty fresh. And unless it's a traumatic sort of injury, just a, a hamstring going in the first five minutes, something's wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, these guys have, um, they, they're redlining their bodies, uh, you know, for a whole, like they're, they're the fittest of the, you know, like they're at the, like you, you are, I want to say millimetres away from a, from an injury, but like in that nature of work, uh, of course you're going to, you know, have guys that do that. Um, it's a problem if you know you've got ten guys doing that, but I, I think a one-off, and I believe he's done it before. Um, like it's not ideal, certainly, but I think it's just the nature of the beast. Like you, you're going to get guys do hamstring, particularly in a, in a running sport. You definitely are, sport. but the nature of the like um, soft tissue injuries like that, where you do a muscle tear or a muscle strain, is often when you're under fatigue. Is, is the thing. So it should, like if it had happened in quarter four, then maybe you could um, you could kind of argue that argue your point a bit more, Maddie. But like within the first five minutes, that's yeah, it's concerning. It's concerning. And I'm not saying something's gone wrong in terms of management necessarily, but or maybe he wasn't right. Maybe he wasn't ready, and they decided to play him. Well, it's hard to know. Like, you never know when you're about to do a string, and and uh, I mean, only La- if if Langers was feeling anything, only he can report that. So, mm. but to actually have them fit enough to play at that level, there's a certain amount of load they have to be under for an extended period of time, uh, and to accrue that amount of load, of course, you're going to accrue accrue some fatigue. So, uh, I, like I said, I think it's just part and parcel of of playing the, the sport that we play. Mm. Mm. I'll give you another dislike. We won every statistic category apart from inside 50s, contested possessions, and clearances. We had better disposal efficiency, more kicks, more handballs, more marks, more uncontested possession. If this is the game plan that we are going to take going forward into the season, it is very, very concerning because... If you look at the statistics, we couldn't have done our game plan of holding the ball, keeping possession better than we did, and yet we lost by 70 points because but, they won the key area, which is contested possessions. 
I don't, I didn't see them. Did you really think that they were holding the ball and all of that? Like, I just feel like they never really got near the ball and they were always like three, four, five steps behind or it was like their skills didn't look that great. No, I I've thought there were passages of play that if you look at them in isolation, we actually looked good moving the ball. And you can tell what they were trying to do in terms of forward handball and running in waves. And what that means is if you turn it over, then you should have a group of your players there to then hold the ball wherever you lose it. Let's say you lose it on the half-forward flank with forward handball. You should have players there to then mop it up. But we just were soft all day. Um, And we also saw better entries into the forward line. There was quite a few times where we hit someone up about 30 metres out, were patient and were able to hit a target. So there were there were signs there that the way, when we were able for the two or three minutes of the whole game to play our game plan and do what we wanted to do, um, it did look like it was flowing. The problem is that I would argue that we got that, we were able to do that and yet still lost by 70 points because we lost the fundamental area, which was clearances and contested possessions. Yep, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. You, you, you can't control the inside ball. Generally speaking, you don't win the game, and I think that has been the case in this sport. For, since Jesus uh, was playing fullback for Nazareth. <laughs> since, since then. So um, I mean, that, that is the fundamental or uh, foundation of any success in, in this. You, you have to... I don't know if you like. You don't necessarily have to dominate, um, but I th- you have to not get flogged. I I, I think. And um, we got absolutely. We got, we got reamed. Um, having said that, if you do dominate, I think that does in- increase your chances exponentially. But well, so long as you can use it, right? Um, I, I yeah, it's it's a funny one. The numbers um, watching the parts of the game that I did, um, we would do things in which you got a stat for and, and, and might look better on the on the numbers, but weren't really all that effective. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Agree. And, and in terms of the way, you know, they, they could actually be a sign that we're not uh, attacking the way we want to if we have to kick the ball so much or, or handball the ball so much. Um, mm-hmm. My understanding of the way we want to play is is a little bit more direct rather than that, you know, hold possession and, and, and break defences down. It's more of a, be a little bit more dynamic. Yeah, slow and hold possession when you have to, um, but try and break lines as much as you can and, and, and be direct. So if you're wanting to play that way, uh, I, you wouldn't, I wouldn't suspect you'd have a high possession count although we'll see what happens throughout the year um but that that, i'm gonna say it's a bad sign but um even though those numbers show we won in those it it, it might actually show that we're poor in other areas Mm. um having those those higher statistical categories so um well and we definitely were poor around the ball so yeah i have some concerns around nick cox if i'm honest um, friend of the show, Nicholas Pencil Cox. You did say um, this yesterday, actually. He just, and I saw it in the, the two preseason games, and I'm seeing it now. He just looks a bit disinterested. He just looks like his head is not in the game. Um, 
and that may be him for his whole career, and he may have the talent to overcome that. But it's a it's a concern for me that he his head seems to float in and out of the game. Yeah, I, I think um, I remember we we would have this conversation about uh, Langford all those years ago. Mm-hmm. But when when mm. Langford um, was drafted, he was drafted as a like third tall third tall back. It, it two was sort uh, of, two Ivanhoe boys there, Maddie. Mm, maybe. Boys. I wonder if there's I wonder if there's a cultural issue at uh at Ivanhoe. Uh, maybe I'll I'll look into it. Yeah, um, yeah, get, get your head on it. Um, <laughs> um no, I think uh with. Uh, like it was the same with Langford, um, and when he was trying to learn to play on ball uh, mm-hmm. in his younger days, we would criticize and say, "Looks disinterested," or he, you know, he's not playing the game, or he's. Just I do remember these nowhere. conversations. Yeah. Uh, and now look at him. You know, he's a he's a, probably, probably one of our best midfielders. If, he's if, a perennial you know. hamstring doer. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of our smoothest movers, uh, and, and probably a you know, it's a pretty important player to us. It's because he's always in a wheelchair. It's very hard to not be smooth when you're in a wheelchair nursing your hamstrings. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to try and have some intelligent conversation here. but uh, you keep <laughs> You're on the wrong pod, on wrong pod for that, mate. It, it, look, yeah, and uh, knowing uh, Coxie, he, you know, he was a centre-half back, centre-half forward, probably mm. pinched it in the ruck even in the junior days before he settled down at centre-half forward or centre-half back. So um, he's now getting to an elite level, the same as Langford did. Uh, and almost relearning the game uh, at the elite level, playing against guys that have played on the wing or, uh, you know, midfield positions uh, for their entire careers. Uh, and now, you know, he, he not only just trying to learn to play at AFL level, but trying to learn a new position uh, at AFL level, plus so game me, plans, plus structures. Let me Let me throw this at you. And, you know, if you don't like it, just return serve. Old, uh, you know, like the Australian Border Force does with uh, Novak Djokovic, just send it back. Um, why doesn't he do that in the twos for a little while? Get his hands on the footy, get some confidence up, uh, have a bit of a run on the wing, and then we can have someone in who is a different type of player in that position that might give us a little bit more. It's a fair comment. Um because that's what Langford did. Langford got a whole season where he essentially was told he's not going to play once. He's just going to learn his position in the twos. Yeah. Do you also have Joe Watson in front of him? Or, uh, yeah, he did. I'm trying to think about our list at the time. Oh, I only had Joe there for a year, I think, uh, or two. Um, I'm trying I can't, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of the oh, Definitely list. it was around the time of Joe. Yeah, and there, there would have been a couple of, you know, Goddard, Yep. Um, no, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Think. There, there were a couple that played his similar role to him that were in his road, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it, it's definitely an option, um, but getting good at VFL level doesn't necessarily get you ready at AFL level. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on, I mean, it, it, you got to, you know, okay, you can go through the VFL. Um, and then he's still got to come up to AFL level anyway. And, it, and it, you know, as we know, you can be a good player at VFL level and not necessarily do much chop at AFL level. Mm. Or we just sort of bite the bullet and let him learn um, at, at AFL level. And mm. I'm probably more inclined for the latter. Mm. Um, I um, Yeah, look, I'm not for a second suggesting he was the reason we lost yesterday. I'm just talking about the general pattern that I've seen for the 
first three games of the year that I've watched. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I do remember um, you also saying some similar things late last season about Nick Cox, actually. Yeah. You can put it down to fatigue though, late in the year where it's been a long year. He didn't play much footy the year before. He started to tire. So did Archie Perkins, to be fair. He started to tire. He had, he had a couple of good moments, Archie Perkins, but tired late in the season. So I wasn't, I wasn't concerned then, but it, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I think, for if I'm honest, I think just giving him games in the ones is the way to go and let him develop in the ones. Um, but there's, yeah, I'm a bit concerned. Speaking of Archie Perkins... Mm. Can I can I bring up a dislike? Tell me. His long luscious locks have gone, mm. and that was how I knew that it was him running around the footy field. And now he just looks like all the rest of them. It looks like another generic white man. Exactly. In a team filled with generic white men. Exactly. Um, when did the only... show become politicised? <laughs> well, look at our team from yesterday. I don't think anyone in our team yesterday. Apart from Jai Caldwell, because he's got a massive tan, they all look the same. They really do. That's that's racist, suggesting that everyone of the same skin colour looks the same. So I might have to hop off now and I will forgo my involvement. Uh, Matthew, always the much. conscience of the I'm family. Standing down. <laughs> Tapping out. Ciao. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Um, but no, I agree. I, I think he looked wonderful with his long, luscious, glowing brown locks. Um, and now, although he had he had a decent game yesterday, um, he just looks the same. Just like is it looks is like it Jake like um, is it which um story? I can't remember. Is it Samson that had his strength in his hair? It was Samson. So maybe this is like a bad thing. That's what happened to Heppel. Yeah. Once what he's... actually my big dislike? Where was Heppel all day? Uh, gathering fifteen disposals. I feel like sometimes with Heppel, and I know I've said this before on the pod, he's not. Well, I said this early last season, and then it changed. But I just don't feel like he's a captain that when like the chips are really down, that he steps in. Remember, like James Hurd, he would yes. literally turn a game, and I feel like often. When the Bombers are having a terrible day, I'm often saying, where's Heppel? And yeah, I don't think I, that's what you want from a captain. I don't know that he's got the license to, that James Hurd did to insert himself wherever he liked around the football. I think that's what we use Jake Stringer for. And obviously, Jake Stringer wasn't playing yesterday. Um, but I would have liked to have seen that. That in the first quarter, when we had lost quite a few clearances... Heppel to go in there and say, get out of here. I'm, I'm going to win the next clearance. Mm. Um, but who knows? Who knows what his his job was and why he doesn't do that? It's, it probably ruins the structures, right? Um, mm. But I don't see why he can't send Shield to halfback flank or McGrath or someone for a second, even just for one clearance, just to stop the momentum. Yeah, just, just to play like a big tackle, just to, to hit a do big something. bump or something. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like, and maybe that's not his role Oh, when I say not his role as the captain, maybe his role within the club is defined differently in the way he relates to the players. Maybe his role is more off the field, but sometimes you want someone to really stand up on the field and I feel like it should be the captain. And I don't feel like that's something that we often see from Heppel. But as a counterpoint to that, um, surely 
the person whose job it is to win the clearance should have enough leadership to say, it's my job to win the clearance. Yes. Yeah, I, I would have to absolutely uh, counter your argument, Laura. I, I could I see on your I, face. <laughs> is, is we, how, how quickly everyone forgets uh, what Dyson does for the club. Mm. Uh, and, and I, I that's would... what I just said though like maybe it's more the off-field thing so then who is that person that steps up when the when the when it looks horrific as a supporter you just want one person like James Heard used to do to like come in and do something and that's the package well unfortunately as with most deliveries from Australia Post over the last 12 months he's just delayed. been delayed a week or two sorry Maddie continue if I can Finish my point. Um, I thought you'd left. I, I've come back because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm now angry that they're coming after Dice. In, in the in the when did he make his debut? 20, 2011? In the twelve or so years that he's been playing, can you articulate a time in which you can go, "Wow, Dyson walked off the field today, and he didn't give it everything he absolutely had." Um, in one of the games where he came off injured. That's all, and that's, and there's not much you can do <laughs> more than that, is there? So, no, I'm not questioning. No, I, his, I'm hey, not questioning effort, but I'm just saying you want someone to like be the savior, and if it's not the captain, it needs to be someone. Well, I I agree with that, but what I'm I I think we're discounting. I I, I would. I don't think there would be a more binding person in in the within the club on the field, off the field. Than Dyson Heppel. So I, I and I think when when times are tough, Dyson's always throwing his his body around. He'll he'll sit under footies and I put agree. himself in front and hit kicks. He's got to or take risks. He doesn't. Sure, he's make he makes mistakes, but it's not from a place of a lack of effort. Um, I agree. Or, or, Maybe I know, just wasn't actually, looking at the right part of the ground. Uh, no, no, sir. Uh, look, he, I, I, I agree with Nick. He he's I don't say he's not that guy to stand up. Um, but I, I agree with Nick because what are you then saying to the midfielders? Um, because that when it is time for the mids to step up, and our instant reaction is to go, let's just th- throw the magnets around. After all these you know weeks and months of preseason, throw the magnets around. Let's get Dyson on ball, despite the facts that we need our mids to have the resilience and the strength. And the uh, is the fortitude the right word? But they they need to be able that when the when the going is tough and, and when the game is in balance and we're losing clearances, that they can reconvene and they can get the game back on our hands without uh, you know us, us throwing magnets everywhere. And, and actually, the guys whose role it is to do that sort of thing actually can go and do that. And I think I think there's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It's very clearly. Jake Stringer's job to when we're when we need a momentum shift to go into the middle and win our clearance, mm. right? That's, oh, that's, no doubt about it. And he wasn't there, right? So we didn't have that stopgap and that emergency. And I would argue that it was probably Langford's job yesterday to be that stopgap when we needed a bigger body around the contest, not necessarily to win the ball, but just to be a big dude mm. to lay a tackle or put a block. He on. was quite good at that last year, actually. Langford, right. like he would just, yeah, come out when you need a little bit of something, especially later in the season. So maybe that's what happened. And, and so we lose Stringer before the game. 
and then we lose Langford in the first five minutes because of poor preparation. And I do not <laughs> care what you think. It is poor preparation for you to lose a player to a hamstring in the first five minutes of the season. Um, it And so plan A and plan B both failed yesterday. And at that point, it was then incumbent on the guys who are there to win the clearances, Merritt, McGrath, Parrish, Caldwell, and Shiel, to then one of them to step up and do a job. And they didn't yesterday. And my plan C for this role, if I was the coach, if I was the Prime Minister of Essendon Football Club, um, I think when it's going that badly, I think we need Sam Draper to do something about it. And whether that is just lay a big tackle or just be a big presence around the football. And we didn't even see that yesterday, which is, and that's normally his um, modus operandi. That's normally what he does is he he is a big presence around the football. So even that didn't work yesterday for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I, um, there's enough talent in that midfield that any one of those guys, uh, despite the fact package and and, uh, Langford had gone down, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't see why Shield can't be that guy. I, um, again, didn't see it, but uh, in Merritt or Parish or uh, even Andy McGrath, why or, or uh, Jai, he's not there yet. He, he's got the potential, and I, I think Perkins will grow into that role. Yeah, and we've got well. Hobbs. We've got Hobbs there as well, which I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have mind seeing yesterday. There's a number of players that we could have done without for the sake of putting Ben Hobbs through the midfield yesterday. Um, and I think he would have done admirably well, at least as good as some of the other players that were in the team. Yeah, well, yeah, interesting one um, to not play him. Uh, and they haven't been huge. On, but you've also got to understand he missed the year of football last year, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, but having said that, they, they did throw Cox and, and Perkins straight into it. So, it, yeah, you know, may, but maybe they look back on that and go, oh, we, we might have cooked them too early. Um, yep. So, yep. Look, um, I'm, I'm not privy to what's going on inside the four walls, right? I, yeah. I just, having watched yesterday's game, I think there are several players that we could have played Hobbs ahead of and gotten similar um, output, if not better output. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was surprised Braden Ham uh, got the call ahead of Hobbs. During, so I was, I was and, and even Waterman, I, I thought maybe, especially for a forward type role, but um, I didn't think that Braden Ham had a, a terrible game. I think there were a few times he was really in hard at the ball and um, really well looked like he was giving a lot of effort. I think there was one player that didn't have a terrible game yesterday, and that was Nick Martin. No, but I'm just saying, like, I don't. I feel like Braden Ham often is another one of the whipping boys of this show, and I don't think he was that awful, mm. especially well, in comparison get? to the rest of the team. Well, I just wasn't sure what his role was. And um, he had 10 possessions, no shots on goal. Um, so I'm not sure whether he was running through the midfield or playing in the forward line. Or Our, our forward line was decimated yesterday, but it wouldn't have mattered. We're really we missing had, Waller, aren't we? We could have had Lloyd and Lucas up front. We still wouldn't have kicked a score. Mm. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's another one, Tipper as well, who, who can also be that sort of uh, momentum swinger. 
Yeah, he yeah. Can there like that. So, for you. There were quite um, a few times that I, yeah, I feel like also when it was in the forward line, we were missing that kind of little small forward crumbing role that Waller usually does. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think we can talk personnel uh, all day because we, you know we did have a few out, but uh, particularly in our forward half and that sort of attacking yeah. things. But uh, for me, it was just watching what I did. We just looked structurally all over the shop, uh, defense and and, and uh, going forward as well. So mm. that's where I think we fell down. Um, I did think that Guelphy. Um, I had him as one of my likes. I feel like from the from the get go, he looked like he was. Um, putting in a lot of effort and he was sort of, especially in the first half, getting to the ball, like laying some hard tackles and really um, playing hard. So I'm going to say, I'm going to have a positive and say he was one of my likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, look, as I said at the start of the show, I don't, I don't think effort, when you, my theory and my perception is uh, when you get structurally beaten, uh, you are going to look like you don't give a lot of effort. Um, mm. So I've no doubt that look, there are elite professional sports people that have put in months and months of preparation and, and get paid a lot of money to do this, I, I would hope. And perhaps I'm naive in thinking this, but I don't think they went out there to say, I'm not going to give 100% today. No, you never um, think that that's how they go out, but it looks, yeah, to to the average supporter that doesn't have a good footy brain, that's, that's how it comes across. Well, mm. you know, you, you can't... Uh, you got to play to win, not not to play to look good. Um, well, they didn't do either of those things. And we didn't. Well, that's right. But yeah, I I, I think stru- our fundamental issue, not so much personnel, uh, more so. Uh, although you know, personnel obviously can, contributes to this, but I, I just thought structurally poor. Look, look, just looked all over the shop. Just looked unorganized. So yeah, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned with the brains trust at Essendon that they could have gotten it that wrong. For round one, very concerned. So and they, I'm, couldn't, I'm, they couldn't yeah. adapt. They couldn't change anything. They, they couldn't adapt. They couldn't. They couldn't. Not even change the personnel. They didn't have to throw the magnets around. But they couldn't change the setup at the stoppages to try and negate what Geelong were doing on the fly. Yeah. Well, it's, again, it's that. I think you know you you spent so long preparing, trying to do a certain thing, uh, and then you know the first game you're just going to throw it out the window. It's like, hmm, no, nah, we, we uh, and I think, you know, Truck's sort of motto or, or um, method of thinking, if, if that's uh, the, the right term, is that, no, you back yourself in and, and you know, you've, you've got a way to play. You, 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 you keep going with that. Don't, don't change it at the, you know, the, the first panic station. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just muffling up words there, but. I think you get my point, um, but perhaps you know that's, that's something Truck reflects on and goes, "Well, maybe I should have changed it earlier." And I'm sure during the week they will, and, and they'll look at it and go, "Okay, this is why it fell down, or this is where we, you know, getting beaten, and this is what we got to do to change it." So mm-hmm. I, I'm not concerned. Uh, I think you know it, it happens. You, you you get shit wrong, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we got it big wrong. Um, I, I'd be interested to see how quickly we can change and adapt. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'd, I I want to see, and I think we will. I'm confident we will. So why don't we take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, we can look ahead to our next shellacking against Brisbane Lions. <laughs> Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those 
melodramatic fools Neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it Sometimes I give myself the creeps Alrighty, obviously before the break we were very doom and gloom. Let's try and lift the mood here. Let's talk about next week against the Lions. What do we need to do to not lose by 100 points? And what do we need to do to negate the impact of their very, very scary midfield? I really, actually, I was watching a little bit last night, the um, Brisbane-Port Adelaide game. I'm just really, really concerned that Big Joe is coming out to kick a bag against us next week. Mm. I just well, he should have kicked this... a bag last night. He had seven shots on goal. I mean, accuracy has never been his thing. That was my big bugbear. But I just feel like he's going to have a he's going to have a day. Well, that I didn't I, answer it, your question, but that's my big concern for next week. If if we can't address them, I think that's why um, Hawkins uh, had such a big day and. and um, I thought it was just not ironic, but disappointing that Stengel, a small forward in which we brought in a player to negate, came out and said, I'll have six scoring shots. And I think... Uh, I think it was like four. four. Yeah, four I goals think it was two, four. And then, yeah, yeah, four goals two. And then uh, that uh, young close, whatever his name is, he kicked three, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So two small forwards have, have gone and run rampant on us and, and, and the big boy, Tom Hawkins. Having said that, though, if, if you're defence in the midfield, uh, or you're just not defending in the midfield uh, or up the ground, uh, your backs are out in their feet. So uh, I, I don't know if that's actually a back problem or was, it was further up the ground. Mm. But nonetheless, my point is uh, if we aren't able to adjust and change anything and actually look where the hell we went wrong or why we went wrong, mm. uh, then, yeah, it is going to be a bag from Joe and it's probably going to be a bag from someone else and uh, Neil's going to have 40 and uh, yeah, it's going to be a long day at the office again. Um we are at Marvel this week. I don't know if that helps us, though. Uh, the Lions are a good side. They will be good wherever. They'll, yeah. they'll be good wherever. So, uh, it, look, it, you know, it's better us playing at Marvel than at the Gabba, but I don't think they're too fussed about playing Victoria. No, I don't think so either. Um, it's it's going to be tough, a really tough game. I would expect that we'll probably still be on the bottom of the ladder at the end of round two. Um but having said that, when you get a shellacking in the first week of the season, you expect a response for round two, and it may be a blessing in disguise. Those the, Our midfielders, our experienced midfielders that we're relying on, had their pants absolutely pulled down this week, and I would expect, if they've got any pride at all, that... There's no way that we are going to get beaten at clearances like they like we did yesterday. I agree. I I, I totally agree. I, I, you know, we got we got some proud professionals there, uh, in 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 the midfield, and and any elite sportsman would not appreciate having uh, their pants pulled down, and and perhaps you know sometimes you do need a bit of a not need a shellacking in, in round one, but it can be somewhat of a positive thing because. Uh, it actually whips you right into gear, and you know what can happen if you if you're not uh, performing the way you you want to, or if you don't, you know, go about things in the way you, mm. you, you do. So, no, I I expect a response, and I think we'll see a much harder, uh, more intense Essendon, and and maybe a, a it, it just felt to me like we we're playing this sort of zone defense that didn't really work. You know, we just forgot to play footy. Mm. Uh, I think I think we might see a little bit more back to basic Essendon. 
So the positive from this is that although Brisbane has arguably the best midfield in the game, they're not very big. You know, like Geelong's midfield is big and strong. Whereas Brisbane's are not. They're, you know, Zorko's not big. McCluggage is not big. Um, who else do they run through there? Lockie Neal's not big. Their extractors are not big guys. So I don't think we're going to be bullied off the football like we were against Geelong. So I think if we've got some nous and um, some intent, I think we can we have a better opportunity to match them than we did against Geelong. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I agree. Um, you, you come into round two knowing a little bit more about your opponent than we did in round one, so you you sort of know what to expect, and I think we, uh, yeah, we we know what to expect in terms of if we if we don't uh, show up like we did. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm not worried. I think we have the cattle to. Um, I think our defense is is good enough. Um, I think it really, like we say almost every week, it rests on the midfield and it rests on us breaking even or winning the midfield. Our defense is strong enough to, if for an even amount of ball, to break even with their forward line. Um, our forward line is a very big concern. If we don't get Stringer back, if we don't get Francis back, if we don't get Snelling back, we're in big, big trouble. All three or one of the three? All three. Mm, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. What was Snelling's injury again? I think he's done a calf. Oh. But mm. he was he was a withdrawal, wasn't he? Like, I think that's a fresh one. So he's I think he's a few weeks away. He wasn't named in the team, so he must have done it during the week. Yeah, so, yeah, early in the week, um, I read a thing that said that he was out with an injury. So I think it's fresh. So he's easily at least another two weeks away. Mm. It could have just been a, a, a tightness, a, or yeah, more precautionary. The old out. calf awareness, hamstring awareness. Yeah, 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 yeah. But look, potentially they just go well. All right, if you play, do one. That's four to five weeks, or we just give you an extra week. And yeah, uh, but mm. oh, who knows? Uh, you know, hard to know. But mm. um, yeah. so ins and outs. Yeah. Who who do we reckon goes out and who comes in? Have we got the VFL or were they playing today? On- they played no, yesterday. No, they played yesterday. Let's have a look. Um, two herds and a wanganine in the VFL team yesterday. Two herds. Two herds and a wanganine. How's that for old time's sake? Two herds and a wanganine. Let's have a look. Match centre. I don't think they. Uh, round round one for the VFL is next week, so ah, uh, so must have been a practice match. Yeah, so I don't think the stats would be posted, and I don't have any inside word on that. Okay, so um, so Truck said quite a few AFL boys played in the VFL. Um, so just just will be who Francis was listed as an emergency yesterday, so I would imagine he comes in. Um, I think Stringer has to come in, even if he's. 90% fit. Um, so I would bring in... String, well, Stringer comes in for Langford. Easy. That That's straight in. And then Francis for Baldwin if we want to run two talls. Um, and Stringer is the Surely third. you don't drop Baldwin after his first game. Well... He didn't have a particularly bad day. No, it was his first game. Like, he gets a pass. Exactly. I feel like he should at least get another 
I'm talking about team balance. So you either mm-hmm. want to go Baldwin, Francis, Wright, um, or well, as if you Francis. don't want. Yesterday you were calling for Wright to be dropped. So he's he's never going to get dropped. He has nudes of Rutten. He's never going to get dropped. Um, <laughs> if it was up to me, I would drop Peter Wright for Andrew Phillips, and Peter Wright would never see the team again. Um, but that's not going to happen. Um, I hope he kicks five this week, mate. I don't think he'll kick five until up in total until round eleven. We'll be we'll we'll put him out in a you know like the uh, he, Joe Dunahoo down the other end him and one end and it's a, a shootout of the ages, mate. The yeah, how many thing... how many behinds? Who's going to get the most behinds out of those? No, Peter Rivals had shot. Peter Wright's a very reliable set shot. He just doesn't get the ball. Um, but Peter Wright, he's a lock. There's no way they're dropping Peter Wright. He just will not be dropped once this year, regardless of the level of his performance. Um, so I think Francis has to come in. I think Stringer has to come in. I think our defense is fine. I think that can run as it is. I'd consider dropping Nick Cox. Um, I think Braden Ham probably is the other one that's on the chopping block. Who do we bring in for them? Sammy Durham, I would happily bring in. Um, Stelling, Stringer, Francis. They're the three I'd bring in. You're assuming that they're ready to go. Um, that's right. That, and that's what we don't know. It is hard not having a VFL yeah. um, a result or, or anything like that. But um, I, I would think if, if the package isn't ready, why, why not throw a Waterman in? Yeah, I'd happily play Waterman if he's fit and package isn't. Um. And I, I wouldn't I just based off what I saw last year of a, of a Sam Durham, uh, I would have thought he's he one. Yeah, he didn't in. play any practice games, but has been running around in the VFL. So I'm not sure what, what the deal with Sam Durham is. He's mm. hard. He's quick. He's not injured? He's, I don't know. I don't know. He's been playing VFL, so he can't, unless it was on very managed minutes. Mm. It's an interesting one because, yeah, he played in our finals team. Yeah. And I, I would have thought he was yeah, very... Uh, like he, you know, he was he was in our best twenty-two then. So, um, that that's a strange one to me. Why it wasn't even it wasn't even named in him as an emergency? Yeah, quite baffling. Yeah, um, I agree. Doesn't have maybe like isolating or something. No, I don't. I, don't, I think we would have heard about that. So, um, and he hasn't. Yeah, as you said, hasn't played any preseason games. So, uh, interesting one. I, I I would assume an injury that we don't know about. Like I just can't imagine he's not thereabouts. I, I just yeah. it baffles me. Um, but he's, that yeah, Waterman would certainly be one that comes to mind if if Stringer isn't ready. Yeah. Um, don't know who. For, obviously Langford. Someone has to come in for Langford. Mm-hmm. Is that Waterman? Is it Durham? Is it Ben Hobbs? Um, is be. is Ben Hobbs uh, in, in front of uh, a Braden Ham, for example? Um, mm. Tough one, yeah. I, I, th- I think yeah, they'd probably be the ones I would be looking. Uh, yeah, Langford obviously has to come. Um, Ham maybe, and yeah, I, I don't know how much you change the side. I think it was just so overall so poor. It's hard to unless you're going to really throw them around. Just I, drop them know. all, according to drop Nick. He would say that. Just drop them all. Drop no, I wouldn't say drop them all. <laughs> yeah. But um, that forward line needs work. Wh- whoever's ready in the forward line, who- whoever's actually a forward, needs to come in. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the side we lined up. I mean, the, the only one that potentially loses his spot is, is Ham, I, I would think. I, I 
think Cox plays. Um, you think Baldwin plays? Yeah. I, Do you think Jake Kelly gets another game? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Number 29, um, I finally remembered, Nicholas. Yeah. I don't think anyone from the defence changes unless it, it, Le- Laverty's injured. And it'd be, it's hard to... Well, yeah, exactly right. It's hard to criticise Wright and Baldwin because, uh, you know, if the ball's not coming inside 50, <laughs> those blokes, they're, they're pretty useless down there. So No, you can't criticise Baldwin. It was his first game. Peter Wright, different story. If, if the ball is not coming in there in a, in a quality manner... Efficiency inside bit... 50, 41.7%. No, but he, right. he'd, um, like, around the middle of the ground, he was, don't you think, like, when it was going yeah. from defence to forward, I think that's what you're talking about. I don't think he's talking specifically about when the ball was in the forward line. It was just generally around the ground. How oh, fickle. Um, it's hard, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and you just don't know where, where Francis is at either, but I, I'm not inclined to necessarily uh, make a, uh, you know, throw the mates around in, in that regard. Hmm. Um, I'm just looking at some stats now. Hey, Peter, I still taking five marks. 12 feet out, so nothing special there. Two goals. I, I, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, obviously, yeah, a hard day for, for Baldwin. But like I said, it wasn't really coming in all that flash hmm. hot. Uh, Not for and, a one, first gamer. Peter Wright no. won't be dropped. There, there's no way. There's no way. He, I, I don't think there's any merit to. <laughs> he's he's the only player that plays the key forward pinch hit ruck role on our entire list. Um, I don't know why they don't want to play Andrew Phillips in that role. I think he would be better, but they don't. So You've got Andrew Phillips, who's a 30-year-old backup ruck. Who can take a grab, lay a tackle, and has an appetite for the contest. Well, or, or you've got Peter Wright, who's... 25 and, and, and... Who can't take a mark. Let's just bring back Sean McKernan. Can, Come on, guys. Can can kick straight and does not have an appetite for the contest at all. I'm telling you, Sean McKernan, bring him back. You're harsh on... You're very harsh on Peter Wright. I will... Can't wait for... Uh, we saw this last year from you as well. Anzac Day rolled around. He's always just got his one Threw person, the jacket like, off. Even, even um, Tommy Cutler, right, comes on. He actually did, you know, reasonably well yesterday. He, once he found his confidence, he's been okay. You just, like, hate people for no reason. Completely unjustified. <laughs> anyway, we're rambling here. Yeah, so I Failed to critically <laughs> analyse a game. The, the summary is, we I need really, to win the midfield. I do think our our first lose. team midfielder was in. I will be tipping and, the Lions. Yeah, you, you can tip the Lions. Um, we need to win the midfield. If we don't win the midfield, we will get spanked again um, and if we don't win the midfielder it doesn't matter who's playing in the forward 50 because we will not kick a score correct it is simple as that it's an easy game when you break it down like that isn't it so that, that's right win the clearances let's well, my friends, see what happens I'm sure we'll be very sad again next week but um, if you haven't already follow us on Instagrams uh, like and share the pod get us on Apple Podcasts Spotify Podbean and Google Podcasts. Anything else you can add there? Nope. Our social media manager will be happy. Hit us up on the TikToks. That's the one we do not have. Oh, well, you can't hit us up. We should start one, though. I reckon um, Slim Shady over here with his blonde hair. Get on it. 
I am uh, nothing but a commentator in this uh, <laughs> in this uh, operation. But yeah, look, I, I I don't know if I'd even bother. Uh, you know, if we if we get sh- shellacked again, uh, I don't think you you should bother following us. Uh, because <laughs> Why? We're not really the, see... we're not the ones playing. We're not the Essendon Football Club. I can't see there being much content uh, all that useful if we're. Uh, it's cathartic past. for the listeners, though. We're acknowledging. That Let's ask not three alone. meter Peter if it's cathartic for him. He's they're about our alone. only listener. They're not alone. The sadness is is felt across the board. Correct. Mm. It, well, it'll be dark. It'll be dark next week if we do not have a good performance. My faith will be repaid. In trust, we trust. Mm. And I said that from the start. You have. You didn't like is... my little comment the other day. I thought I was being quite clever with my words. Uh, 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 the, the, yeah. That's I'm disgusting, Laura. Disappointed that, is, that, that, is you... a, that is appalling. I do, anyway, I'm so disappointed. Anyway, that's a conversation. I've already left this. Po- I've left this podcast once. I'll do it again. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining me, team. Anytime. Uh, thanks for having us. Until next time. Go dogs. Go dogs.